0: Call it, time of death, 10 a.m., November 14th, 2020. This is the Writing Crusade Daily NaNoWriMo Report. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Writing Crusade somewhat daily on occasion during brief periods of time. Well, this has been a fun experiment. (laughs) I know, I know it sounds like sounds like you're giving up I I, I I don't know that i'd call it giving up per se uh more is, uh, recognizing our limitations so i'm going to i'm going to direct you to something uh i'll put in the link of the show notes but cliff Ravenscraft did a video about kind of how he's drawn in several different directions, and, and I don't know how much he still believes uh, what he said because he tends to think out loud and process where he's at at the moment. Uh, doesn't necessarily apply to his future. So in my case, I recognize that I'm pulled in in many different directions, and when I really throw myself into something, <clears throat> excuse me. I tend to get burned out pretty easily. And I th- I think that it may be an emotional or mental I don't want to say mental health kind of thing cuz I don't necessarily think it's unhealthy what I do. But what what I tend to do is just get, I just get uninterested in something. And now granted I said something about Commitment <laughs> early on. And, you know, c- commitment can only get you so far. And and commitment has gotten me uh, through 22 years of marriage. But it's not always been commitment from me that's kept it together. You know what I mean? It, it, it comes in ebbs and flows. And what often happens is... Uh, in periods of time where my wife has been like ready to give up, I haven't and vice versa. And that tends to, that's what keeps a marriage together is if the other person has, you know, enough love for the other person, you know what I mean? If the one person has enough love for the other person to say, I love them unconditionally, period, even when they hate me, I love them, Right what often happens i think with a lot of marriages that break up is when that one person says i'm ready to give up the other person says fine you know i don't i don't i don't think those two people loved each other unconditionally to begin with um i don't think that's what happened there now again case by case basis i'm in no position to say but it's important for marriages that are going to stick together for that commitment that commitment is the thing that holds you together. So with NanoRimo, when I made a commitment, was it was it a commitment per se? Um, I committed to podcast my process every day. And n- not very cognizant of the barriers that were going to get in the way of that, um, in particular time, schedule, that kind of thing. And it's important to have a routine and my routine often gets interrupted. And so really the only thing routine that I have available to me usually is Saturday mornings. And, uh, that tends to be pretty rock solid there. So, um, putting something together on a weekend and then putting it out Monday would be probably the best schedule if I was going to keep a weekly schedule. And I don't know that I'm going to keep a weekly schedule per se. Uh, you know, I, I got to the point where, like, I could start working on the project, the, the NaNoWriMo project. I just don't want to. I just didn't want to. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to, get the, to open up your app and stare at the page and not know what to do and, and have that whole, you know, mythical writer's block experience. It's quite another to not even want to open the app. I just be like, I just don't want to do that today. And I think that's, I, you know, I don't know if that's normal. For somebody like my friend, J. Daniel Sawyer, who does the Everyday Novelist podcast, he's, compared to me, he's very prolific. Compared to others, he would say, he's he's crap. That's what he would say, because he has a healthy, uh, he has that healthy self-loathing. No, I wouldn't say that. Um... He he has learned to recognize that life often gets in the way of what one wants to do, but he's put out a lot of books. He's put out a lot of stuff. I would call him prolific. He would probably not call himself prolific, but prolific is always uh, rele- rel- relevant. Relative, that's the word. Prolific is always relative. Well, you know, Dan has hobbies and other interests, but his primary focus is a literary career. A independent publishing career. That's his, uh, that's his focus. That's his goal. That's what he's after. So more power to him. Now he does do, you know, a podcast and he does, um, he does like to work with metal and, and other things and work on uh, an old truck he's restoring or fixing up um, to have. So, you know, he's, he's a, he's a homesteader, you know, there, there comes a lot of stuff with that. So, He's not just a writer, but as far as his creative output, as far as his career goes, that's what he's after. Now, for me, yeah, I I like the idea of writing novels and and things, Uh, but I like the idea of uh, YouTube videos, too. And I make those, and I want to, I don't want to say produce music, but at some point, I'd like to uh, start a, uh, you know, my fledgling songwriting career (laughs) when I learned how to write a song. (laughs) I've written a few that are decent, I think, uh, but figuring out what my bent is, um, in songwriting and and getting back into music and things. So, and and coaching that's, I, I, you know, I'm interested in, in coaching people. I don't know how interested I am in that. You know, it's like, uh, I could see myself doing that a little bit and then doing something else and, uh, you take a guy like like Cliff Ravenscraft. Let's go back to him again. Cliff has uh, now a- a- attained the point in his life where he's focused on coaching. He's not selling, you know, podcasting products. He's not selling the live event, the Free the Dream live event, which he did for two years. You know, he's focused right now on the clients that he has, and he has what amounts to a three day work week. And he can afford to do that. He has the margin to do that where he spends four days, uh, you know, two days where he spends time with his family and then two days where he works on personal growth and development. And he, he does things on personal growth and development every all four days. But, you know, he has that time that he gets to spend with his family and God bless him for doing the work to achieve that. And is that, you know, that's something where I could say, well, if I was only coaching three days a week, I wouldn't get burned out on it. Right. And there is an element of having that person on the other side that, you know, you have that relationship where you got to show up for that person. And in my case, it's the other person on the other side is the reader as far as the the, the novel goes. The other person on the other side is the YouTube viewer. The person on the other side is, I got to fix the, <clears throat> replace the brake pads on the Suzuki and I just yesterday had to hoist the exhaust pipe on my daughter's car so we quit rattling until we can replace the muffler and then you know I gotta I gotta strip the finish off this electric guitar that I'm working on. And so, you know, <laughs> we have <laughs> we have people people that we have to answer to and that often carries us through like a marriage that carries us through on our commitments. And here in the podcast the person on the other side is you listening. But we have to decide what our priorities are. And do I see myself as a person who can write every day? I used to, I used to, and I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's the COVID. I don't know if it's the irregular sleep schedule. I just don't know what it is. And, you know, I used to just have these, these stories were stuck in my head and I had to work on them every day. But as I've grown and found new interests, I have other things that I need to or want to do. You know, same thing with, with apex legends, which I play a lot of. I go through spells where I play it a lot and then I don't want to look at it. And that happened this last season where I just kind of stopped playing. It was, it was, it was when I went through my COVID experience and I had mentioned that I couldn't play these battle royale games anymore because the the stress level, right, the the anxiety level was was really high, and I couldn't take it. And we got towards the end of season six in the game, and I was like, "Oh, I want to finish as much of my battle pass that I paid for that I can, you know, get my get my money's worth." And that gave me a a, a fervent, uh, a frenetic grind that I could. Uh, immerse myself in and be like, yes, oh gosh, get that level, get that next level, get that next level, you know, that kind of thing. Fulfilling all those weekly challenges that the game had. And I I did every single one. Got all the challenges done. And I think that was the first time I got all the challenges <laughs> done in the game. And now they've uh, changed the challenge system a little bit. But anyway, the, the point is that I, I really grinded for that season six to finish the battle pass. And then season seven came out and everyone, of course, is excited about season seven and you're trying out the new map and you're doing different things. And, um, you know, it takes a few days to get used to, to the map um, and where things are at. And then you just kind of settle in. Well, once I settle in, it's just kind of like, do I want to play this today? Eh, I'm good for today, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have to. And um, I used to be I have to be on my PlayStation every single day. I had to play, had to play. And now sometimes I turn it on and I go, eh, I don't, eh. And I'm the 40 plus gamer. That's another internet identity I have. 40 plus gamer. I have a YouTube channel for the 40 plus gamer. And mostly I do, you know, I've done Apex Legends highlight videos. And I've thought about doing news videos and review videos and just kind of immerse myself in the gaming sphere, but that sphere doesn't interest me enough to just do that. I have my, my best YouTube channel. I say best. It's not really that, like, you know, it's 102 subscribers, which isn't a lot. But when I hit that hundred subscriber milestone, I was really happy because that is just, you know, it's a milestone and it's my best performing channel, making content for a game that, you know, Battlefront survival guide, making content for a game that no longer receives support. Now the series might come back. We hope it comes back in some form or another. Uh, The Battle Star Wars Battlefront series, but you know, I'm I'm like, well, I'm you know probably going to rebrand that as the Star Wars Survival Guide, or I might just turn into the Star Wars Gaming Guide. Maybe I'll just do that, but I want to talk about other Star Wars content too. So, you know, and uh, and that whole thing is about surviving, being a Star Wars fan. (laughs) That was the idea, anyway. It was just kind of a you know, it was a name that set it apart, and it also had kind of a thematic element to it. You know, here's how to survive. So all my gaming videos are, you know, it was Battlefronts. So, no, I started out a Star Wars Survival Guide podcast. And I realized there was hundreds and hundreds of Star Wars podcasts. And, you know, and I sort of, I guess I had a bit of imposter syndrome, but not necessarily an imposter syndrome, but more like <clears throat> all these people are already covering this stuff. Anybody who wants to listen to the Star Wars podcast already has their favorite, you know, and, and, Again, this takes me back to. I had to move my mic stand today, so we quit falling down. This takes me back to that whole thing about, you know, it's your individual personality, right? Anyone who would tune into a Star Wars podcast with my voice would hear something unique to me. The problem was the consist, the whole consistency thing, and that's why you know i think the adventures of indiana jim will just stay the adventures of indiana jim where i talk about the many different things that interest me and you know hopefully with with some good seo and some good search you know the star wars content if, if, oh i see this guy's talking about this on his podcast about you know this podcast isn't all about star wars and that's the other thing with with people who listen to podcasts they they want that podcast those podcasts they subscribe to they want them to be niche focused that's what why they keep they always talk about niching down and that's why you want to niche down because people who are looking for that topic are gonna listen for that topic or look for that topic and they want to hear about that topic when they turn on your show but <clears throat> that's just not probably for me uh I can't do a weekly podcast about Star Wars and a weekly podcast about writing and a weekly podcast about gaming or, or whatever, you know. I can't I can't do a YouTube video a week. That it, it's not prohibitive a prohibitive amount of time. But when I'm putting together like a class guide, you know, that's that takes some effort. And and it's not hard as far as the video goes because most of your Star Wars channels are just like let's play some gaming footage and talk over it. That's kind of, that's kind of how that goes. And so that's not difficult per se. I mean, I record myself playing video games for 10 minutes and do a video. You know, it's a, wow, hard, right? (laughs) But with the class guides, especially with the, uh, when you're trying to show certain things that you, you know, the abilities that you do with that class. And it takes time to cut that together with different footage. You know, when, when I, here's me talking about the thermal detonator and let me show a clip of the thermal detonator, right? You got to edit that together in your editing software. That takes time and time. I don't necessarily want to (laughs) spend now, again, if you're going to make it on YouTube, you got to hit that algorithm and you got to have that consistency. Yeah. Well, that's probably not me. And maybe I'm never going to make it big on YouTube. But every time I put out a video, I got, you know, some people watching. People still come back and watch my officer survival guide. And that's the thing. The four base classes. Gosh, I keep kicking that. My officer class guide has over a thousand views. It's my best performing video ever that I ever made in the history of my YouTube (laughs) career. Quote, unquote. Uh but that can only sustain a channel for so long because my squadron, like when I said, Oh, this is, this could be the future of filmmaking, you know, Star Wars squadrons. When I talked about that short film that they did for squadrons, it was really good. Like the, I mean, it looked like a real movie, looked like a real thing. And that got like 40 something views compared to my officer video, which just keeps getting views. Um, so I don't, you know, topical videos. Hey, And I'm not going to, I don't want to play the clickbait game. I'm I'm not here to play the algorithm on YouTube to, to achieve whatever success that they say is out there. That doesn't interest me. What interests me is making the content I'm interested in, (laughs) you know, and you, if there was any one thing I'm always interested in every single day. That's one thing, but I'm not, I'm just not. And, you know, I haven't tried streaming and just, just, that bores me, you know, do I have the patience to sit there and stream to nobody until, you know, and chip away at that viewer count and just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. I, I, I do not choose to use my time in such a fashion. I almost said, I don't have enough time. We could talk more about that some other time, time time. Anyway, point is I don't want to spend my time trying to grind the streamer career. I don't want to play Call of Duty Warzone for 4 hours a day. I don't want to play Apex Legends 4 hours a day every day. I don't want to play Fortnite at all. <laughs> you know, and I'm not that good a gamer that people would want to sit there and watch me play. And I, I If I'm streaming in this house in this particular situation, in this season of life, I can't be as just as demonstrative as maybe I'd like to be. So, you know, and and maybe as entertaining as I possibly could be. I think streaming is an option down the road, in my own space, given more time available to me. And given a, a more margin in my schedule, let's put it that way. If I had more margin to spend, perhaps I would do that. And building a YouTube audience is part of that, but I have, you know, different identities. I have the, I have the Indiana Gym. I have the Forty Plus Gamer. I have the Battlefront Thrash Slash Star Wars Survival Guide. I have three different things that people know me as. And, you know, at some point I got to bring those together, probably. And you know, who is Indiana Jim? Well, he's a gamer and he's a Star Wars fan and he's a podcaster and he's a writer and he's all of these, all of these, and he's a musician, erstwhile musician. He's all of these things. And do all of those work together as a big melting pot? I, you know, the way they talk of on the internet, the way they talk about it on the internet is no. Um, but I like having, you know, the battlefront survival guide where it's like, okay, I've got a, I've got a star Wars gaming video. I'm going to throw it up here. Cool. Oh, I have an Apex Legends highlight video. Okay, I'll throw it up on 40 Plus Gamer. Oh, I bought a new headset. Let me review that on the 40 Plus Gamer. You know? Um, No, I don't have a PS5, so I can't put that on the 40 Plus Gamer. (laughs) That's the other thing. I thought about doing more reviews and and trying to figure out a way to leverage YouTube to uh, get the attention of brands so I could start reviewing products. But even if I did, I don't have a place to put all the products that I would be getting and I would have to sell them and make money. Huh? Um, anyway, so yeah, there's that. So I I went into a lot of other topics besides writing, (laughs) writing crusade daily. (laughs) You're here to hear about writing and well, that's just, uh, just my experience here and am I gonna keep writing on the project that I started for NaNoWriMo? I don't know. does the story interest am I am I itching to get back to the story and finish the story? not really. at some point I will but right now no I I still owe James Wilder a, a story for Jack Wil of Jack Wilgris, a prequel to the things I did for Wars. And I just, that's how I feel. And oftentimes in many projects, that's how I feel about getting back to it. Eh. So, anyway, I'm a big ball of depression, but not every day. Like, you know, uh... Yeah, well. There's just things that I feel like, "Oh, I should get back to that." and I never do. And that's why <clears throat> Yeah. It's why you have to make your shoulds your musts. You don't ever really accomplish your shoulds, but you always accomplish your musts. You say you don't have time for X, Y, or Z. But if you're in the middle of something and your kid gets a cut on their finger, guess what? You have the time for your kid, don't you? You see, time can be an illusion. It can be something that, it's something that you create. It's something that you make. Time comes from you. You make time. We hear the phrase, I need to make time to X, Y, Z, right? So why do you say that? Because you know it's true. You make time. You make the time. You know, Albert Einstein, I heard this from a friend a long time ago, would wear the same clothes every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. He had clothing for that particular day of the week. Why? So he wouldn't spend the time staring at his closet wondering what he was going to wear that day. So they didn't have to spend the mental energy thinking about that thing. Einstein was all about Efficiency, right? Cutting the fat. Cutting the uh, excess mental energy where he could, so he could devote the mental energy toward things that he would rather spend it on. And again, that's about priorities. It's not about, oh, I don't have time. I got to spend this 10 minutes looking in my closet. You don't have to. So there's many things that we, we don't have the time because we're doing other things. There's another strategy or there's a helpful strategy to figure out where you're spending all your time. And that's to document in 15 minute box, everything you do every day, and then take a look at it and figuring out, Oh my gosh, I'm, I spent four hours last week pooping. Like, I mean, you know, that's, and sometimes that's a medical issue, but, um, point is, you know whatever it is, you 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 figure out where you're spending a lot of time that you don't need to be spending, and you can spend that time on other things. Now, granted, we have a clock, we have certain hours of the day, we have work schedules that we have to work around. But where you are not committed or otherwise uh, compelled to spend time, You get to decide what to do with the time you are given, to quote Gandalf. You must decide what to do with the time you are given. You are not a slave to time. You are not a victim of time. Now, we are all a victim of age. That's a different thing. And time happens to be a convenient marker for age. But it's really just arbitrary. The definition of years is just arbitrary. We just... We just happen to revolve around the sun in that span of time. A day is just arbitrary. We just simply use the daylight because that's where we can see when we're outside working on our farm. You know, man is inherently agrarian. But now we have people who work third shift in industrial capacities because we have electricity, we have lighting, we have get um, manufacturing. We have industry. We have things people can do in the dark. Farmers can, you know, ride on their combines out there with the lights at night if they want to, in the dark if they choose to. If they choose to spend their time doing that. You know, I get to choose where I spend my time. If I've spent too much time playing video games, well, that's my fault. I spent that time. (laughs) Well, I didn't have time to do the laundry because I was playing Apex Legends. That doesn't... When you tell your wife that, that doesn't fly. It doesn't work. So anyway, well, I don't know why I started just really getting into that, but I spend a lot of time sitting here wondering what to do with my time. Uh, And we often lament over time that we've lost, time that we've misspent. And so... When you go through and figure out what you're, where you're spending all your time, you go, wow, I can, I can cut here and I can cut there and I can cut this or that or the other thing. And you also decide what's important to you. If you're spending a lot of time doing something that's not really that important compared to other things that you wish you could be doing, oh, I should go to the gym every day. Well, you're not going to go to the gym every day until you decide that you must go to the gym every day. You know, when an emergency pops up, you must attend to that right now. And you do. You do. I must pay my bills and therefore I must go to work. You must. And so you do. Even days when you don't feel like it, you still go to work unless you're sick and you call in. If you got the COVID, don't go to work. If you got tested for the COVID, don't go to work till so you find out. Anyway, we're, all, we're always compelled by a clock in some form or fashion but there are times where we are not compelled by the clock but we are simply compelled by what we feel we must be doing and if you want to change that you have to change your musts you have to change your priorities and priorities are not shoulds shoulds is like a dream i should do that someday i should do that tomorrow i should do, do, do. but you know you should probably clean your room does that work for your child You should probably brush your teeth. I think you should put on your shoes. (laughs) No. You must brush your teeth now. You must put your shoes on. Go to bed. Time to get up, right? We're always telling our kids what they must do. Because they must be obedient. And if they learn to be obedient, then when it comes time to get out of the road, there's a car coming. You must get out of the road. There's car. I think you should probably get out of the road before you get hit by a car. Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. So think about it. Think about all the places where you say should. And think about all the places where you're a victim of time. Oh, I didn't have enough time for that. Gosh darn, there's just not enough hours in the day. Well, A day is arbitrary. Who decided that 24 hours was a day? We all based it on the, on the cycle of the sun. that seemed a logical... Way to measured time. But who decided that we should do that? The Gregorians? I mean, it's just, you know, it's all based on seasons. But again, you know, people want to talk about climate change. Oh, so we've had record warm days during the winter. Or maybe they just didn't add enough days to the month. And perhaps we go around this cycle of weirdness because, well, this actually should have been longer. Maybe a season, maybe the four seasons don't necessarily always jibe with how we rotate around the sun. Maybe the four seasons should have been different. Maybe it's not exact. Maybe we have a solstice, but maybe that doesn't necessarily tell us exactly when winter really starts. Know what I mean? Like, eh? Now, granted, I have not delved into the research on that or the science on that, and pretty much we have, oh, it's the first day of summer. Is it? Because I don't know. Still seems like spring. You. How do you really tell the difference between spring and summer? Oh, yesterday it was 75. Today it's 80. Oh, it's summer. Well, maybe. I don't know. Depends on where you live, right? Um, let's ask the people in Antarctica about summer and winter and spring and fall. Granted, it's not a highly populated area, but, but you know what I mean. Like, let's ask people in Cuba about winter. Let's ask people uh, in, in, in Ecuador, you know, these people that live in tropical equatorial climates. Heck, I lived in Arizona. Let's talk about winter. Well, yesterday it was 40 degrees and there was some frost in the morning. Like that's about as bad as it got where I lived. But, you know, up near Flagstaff, it's, you know, true winter and true spring and that whole sort of thing. So it's all relative. It's all based on your experience. I don't know why I got into all this. This has been the longest rambling episode of this. Uh, I just like talking to people. We've gone more than thirty minutes, and it's a good chunky episode. So hopefully, you got some value out of this. Uh, please email me podcast at Gym dot net. Tell me your thoughts, and um, I'm not going to make any promises about seeing you tomorrow, but. Um, I'm gonna try to at least be here weekly. I uh I didn't uh do the Patrick Rothfuss thing yet because of NanoRimo, because we got into this and I decided to participate. And um I'm uh, at some point I will get to that. Uh depends on how much I want to continue doing the NanoRimo thing. Uh if I make new NanoRimo episodes, that'll probably get in the way of me spending the time doing the Patrick Rothfuss thing. I also wanna make it a video because I have video clips, the things I wanna discuss, and I thought about making it into a video uh, on YouTube because YouTube is a, a very good platform for traffic and views and eyeballs and earballs and that whole thing. So yeah, I said earballs. so who knows i'm gonna I'm gonna try to work on that at some point, but I got other projects that I need to that I must do so. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening, and I will see you soon. I will talk to you soon.